0: This is what, yeah, like I feel like a full-blown existential crisis is, is when you're like, oh my god. <laughs> maybe nothing that I was told is real and I have been sold all these lies and it's not just me that's been sold all these lies, everyone's been sold all these lies and then you're like, then it becomes really heavy existential dread where you're like, it's not just that I don't know what's real, it's that no one knows what's real and we're all acting as if this fantasy world is real and then you become like, what's the point of being alive? Like, why are we all here for this if nothing is real and we're all acting in this weird dreamscape as if that's the real world? World. I mean, it's totally matrix-level shit in your life. It's just, what is going on?
1: The Social Psycho Confabulation with Ben and Mr. A. Okay.
0: All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to the podcast. We are back after a series of very interesting episodes. If you're still following, we probably lost some of you, honestly. In those honestly episodes, we, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to us. We got sad, and I got angry. Um, and yeah, and that's the end of that. What do you? Is you have any commentary on the past podcast?
2: No, we just had a confluence of uh randomly not on purpose of just moods you know and uh neither one of us moods. knew about the moods and that's just, like we didn't talk about them we just started a podcast and you were traveling and you were in a place that sounds terrible what was it called Seattle Seattle or, yeah or, and uh i was just being volatile as I described. so we're fine. We've gotten mixed feedback on that. My feedback was, well, my personal feedback to myself is that podcast sucked. Uh, it seemed fine at the time because it was full of feeling, I think. And I was like, well, I feel good about this one. I mean, I feel like we were really authentic. There were some good and, points uh, in there.
0: That's why we got we left it in. If you get to the second half of that one episode, the full-blown existential dread <laughs> episode. There are some good points. Um. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth
2: saying, but when I was editing it, I literally was like, this is great. I don't know why. <laughs> I was um, like, this is great. That's when I was texting him. I'm like, I would listen to this. I would, if I heard this, I would go back and find that podcast and listen to the other episodes. And then, uh, then Kim listened to it. That's always an interesting perspective. So Kim listens to, this is my partner in life romantically for years and years so she listens to we're basically married I say my wife a lot but she <laughs> listens to the podcast oftentimes it's just it's like a, you know when she takes a shower so I'm not that exposed to it but sometimes it's other times like sometimes she puts it on the tv and plays it out loud and I'm in the house oh my and God. it's a small oh. house so I can hear that's a lot what she's listening yeah. to yeah and it's an interesting perspective
0: to take you know it's like uh how does it make you feel (laughs) it's we're all about feelings and moods now it's weird it's like you know if you like i don't know
2: like play an instrument or Mm. do art or something or you you know even if you like oh here's you know from school it was like so embarrassing if you were passing notes back and forth, like clearly it's not embarrassing to be passing the note. Like you're having a great time. You're not listening <laughs> to the teacher. You're a little kid, and you're like sending notes to your girlfriend or whatever, or even your friend. You know, just fun. Your best
0: friend, yeah.
2: And then, uh, then the teacher is like, "What are you doing?" And grabs a note. And if they read it to the class, all of a sudden the thing that you were having just a ball doing Terrible. becomes really embarrassing. And you're Awful. just like, the wait worst. a minute, this is not, this should not, I don't want to hear it. Like, I know what I said. I don't want to hear me say it in front of everybody. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh
0: my God. So
2: it's something, it's a weird thing. We were having a good time, thing.
0: y'all. But not for everyone, maybe. Who knows? I'm I don't am just saying know. it's
2: weird to listen to it, It's like, because I edit it, and then I listen to it, and then sometimes I hear it while Kim is listening to it. And those are not the same experience. That's what I'm saying. It's difficult to explain, mm. but it's not the same experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get no, it. I don't. I, mean I, don't that. I try not to listen to it with other people around. Um, Yeah. But I also don't know. It's hard to tell what other people think about it because I think we have just a totally different experience of listening to it. Um, well, she thinks it's way better weird. than I think
2: it is. But. Yeah. But she did give feedback sometimes, you know. Good, yeah. Sometimes she's like, I like that one. Or sometimes she's like, Ben was really mad in that episode. You know. (laughs) Good,
0: yeah. I'm learning that I am very angry and irritable all the time. Um, (laughs) And I also sound manic half the time. So the other half, I'm just angry. I'm angry and irritable. This is my life now, apparently. And Um,
2: I sound dumb. Like, I sound like I have just the most disjointed thoughts And it's interesting that your
0: mental landscape must be fast. I don't know what's in there, but it's, it is a kaleidoscope of things.
2: It is. And it is actually, it's a really difficult, I think I might be better at writing because I do that. I self interrupt constantly. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like I self interrupt and I preface preface, start preface and i'll i keep stopping to let and i don't know why i have this urge i if i were going to give like a psychological explanation i was like a therapist and asking myself i would want to, i would think maybe as a third party observer like do you i would be like do you think that people are going to reject you or think Mm. like you know like you think you're you think you're gonna sound dumb So you want when the punchline is said, not that I'm making jokes, but like when the point is made that it's really made and that I want. And for some reason, I have this impulse to do all the explaining before I say it, which is which I only I do have my brain does kind of work that way. I don't know what that's about. I have no idea. I feel the impulse. I feel I can try to stop and I I can feel how difficult it is to stop myself while I'm doing it. But I think what happens sometimes when I write it, I think I actually also write that way sometimes first draft. And
3: mm-hmm. then
2: once I see what I'm saying, because I know the structure you say, you you make a point, you, you explain the point, you make an example, you give the example, you know, you explain it and then you say it again. Right. That's how, right. That's how you do you it. right? make a good point. And I'm trying to do, the first two things in like a reverse order at the same time or something. I don't know why. I do not know why I do that. I don't know why.
0: I don't know. I will say you give a lot more context. I feel like you're much more – see, it's interesting because my perception would be the opposite. My perception of us is like I'm actually much more precise and detail-oriented. But then I feel like in talking and after listening to the podcast for hours and hours, I'm like, actually gets way more detail. And sometimes I say things that I listen back to and I'm like, wow, that did not – can capture even half of what was in my mind at the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, It's weird. And I feel like I do that too, where I'm like, I didn't say anything. I just, like, I want to be like, I've had this conversation with Kim today. This is an interesting intro, by the way. But I had this conversation with Kim, because she's an artist, like a physically can draw and paint and stuff. And she hasn't done it in a long time. And she was like struggling and like, she's like, I don't know what's going on. I, I just don't want to do it. I don't do it anymore. It's a whole thing. And mm. I had this conversation with her, you know, that like I don't know where I'm going with this. The, but but I was telling her I'm like I was cuz I was thinking about it while I was talking to her. I'm like, "What is the problem cuz I like when she makes the art, you know? I'm like, do it. Right. Do it's it. It's good to us." Yeah. And I'm like, there's so many little things about it, you know, if you really think about it, like making something and like, mm. I don't know, like she doesn't um it's almost like you, even if you're doing it for yourself, like you talk about this too, like there's this tension between like, I'm doing something I like and in a weird way, I'm like, my experience of doing it feels public in a way, you know? So she's like, she'll say things like, well, nobody really cares. And I'm like, but I'm like, but you care, you know, like you want to be, and it's like, but anything like that, it's weird, you know, like if you learn to play the guitar by yourself, you might do that because you love the guitar. But there's a part of you that's like performative in a way. Like I want to be good. It's like, what is that? Is like that a weird brainwashing impulse? that Like everything has to become commoditized. Or is that like a natural mm. impulse that like, I'm also just, I'm a, an individual and a social and every action is being like, we're totally ignoring this consciously, but subconsciously we're always, uh, it's like a one like an on off on, you know like left right left right cut Con- your brain is constantly processing this like social aspect of your life that like you know what yeah. i mean like i don't I have no idea what i'm saying right now because i just had this conversation and we did not figure out the mystery here but it's something odd about the whole
0: yeah no there's thing. a tension even in the podcast i mean i talk about this all the time but it's like Because if we were doing this commercial, like, obviously, we don't make any money here. But I also think about that a lot. Like, if we were trying to make money and grow the podcast and have a million listeners, it would be like, well, in order to do that, I need to make it, like, more desirable to people to want to listen to. But also, I feel like that comes at the expense of, like, me just doing it, like, having the conversation the way I want to have it or whatever. But then I think there's also, like, a union of those things or whatever. Like, there's obviously overlap. But they're not quite the same, you know, like I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know. Because two, like, we're not, you know, it's not always completely personal in the podcast, you know, like, and then you're also explaining things to people who wouldn't be there. You know, and the art can be the same way, like things that are like interesting to you or whatever, like you would understand. Like if you made art for like a lover or something, like you might paint something that's like memorable to them or something or has meaning to them, but that obviously wouldn't be commercially viable. (laughs) but
2: everyone too like has a style like i feel like the same thing like so and i think about like what was like so uh, we talked about this This is part of our conversation i'm like well when you do it like because she's like i haven't done it so long i'm not even good at it anymore or whatever which is bullshit by the way but but i get it you know but it's like yeah but there's something to like i mean there's the whole thing where like if you you'd you'd learn you'd get better at doing anything, not by doing right. that thing for 40 hours straight, but for doing it by doing it two hours and stop and then 30, 30 minutes and then stop and then take a day break and then do another. Like there's something about the gap is where you're mm. learning. I don't know how that works, but you get actually, there's like a diminishing return in practicing like you, your fingers get tired on guitar or you're, you get bored, you know, you just can't, you're not as good, but then you take that break and you come back. And for some reason you've like improved and there's something about I was telling her too the art that like if you don't like it, because I've had this experience, whether it's building something or doing art myself or it's like I cause since I'm I'm helping her out, you know, I'm like, oh, it's OK, you know, because she's in the bad spot. And I'm like with the art and I'm like, my experience has been when in a good place and I'm doing the art, you do it and then it's like not you're like, oh, you know, you I hate it because I'm no good. But if you're really liking it, like you're like, I like doing this. You almost immediately, I've even had this experience on the podcast. You almost immediately want to be like, you hit end record and you're like, I want to do, I want to do another one. Like I can do yeah. better next time. You know a what flip. I mean? You're like, I, got, we got this, <laughs> we got this, we got this. You know, you see where like you didn't like it. Like, oh, next time I'll do this. And the, that's like a a sign. Like that's almost a, the fact that you hate it is almost a sign that you love it. Otherwise, you'd be indifferent because the opposite of love is indifference, not hate. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like so. If you hate something, there's some kind of intense, like almost like a love involved in it. Like, oh, I hate that art that I just did,
0: and it's like, well, yeah, yeah it's but like what are the other is passion it's like, well, or something?
2: Yeah, because you're like, well, next time, next time I'll do like I've built like the furniture, or whatever, and I'm like, and then you come back, you're like, I hate this. You come back later, you're like, you know, what? it's not as bad as I thought, but. This is really bothering me about this. You know, next time I'm going to like do this kind of joinery or use these kind of screws or don't I'm not going to pair these kinds of. Oh, I think I know how to do this next. Uh, You know what? I actually did a step out of order. It'd be so much easier to do it this way. You know what I mean? And you just start figuring out life. There's something about it. Anyways, we're harping on it. It it is It's a
0: process. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a process. That's totally a thing. I feel like it gets better. And, yeah, I was thinking about music. You know, you practice, you practice, and you get, like, really into the zone, and you start, like, loving it because I think you see, I don't know, there's, like, a feeling of progress, literally. Like, that's the flow state or whatever, where you see where you could be and, like, how you also feel capable of getting there. And, yeah, anyway. But we have topics onward to uh, the discussion for today today. Lots of things on the docket, but, um, RFK, RFK, we're going to vote. We're going to vote in the election.
2: Actually, I have a stupid question. Kim, I have to do this because if I forget, Kim will be mad. She wants okay. me to do this real quick. And this is, there's nothing to think about here. You could think about it, but you don't have to. It's just, this, she, <laughs> oh she, she did this to me recently. Okay. So I know I'm doing it to you. It's just a question. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Don't think about why I'm asking the question. Just try to answer it.
0: Never. 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 I never think never. about never. it. Why? So I heard someone say something like this recently where someone was like, okay. people are always thinking about the Roman Empire or something. And I, what is that from? What, what is the okay. point of what you're asking me here?
2: Okay. Just in case you haven't heard, it's just some stupid trend on social media, but Kim, she didn't post it, but she thought it was funny. So she did it to me. She like starts her, she's like trying to secretly record me and she's like, I have a question. And like, this is, this is the trend. You film your boyfriend or your husband or something and you say, how often do you think about the Roman empire? And what's funny is, so you can go to this trend, like you can see a lot of them in a row on social media. And there is something hilarious about it because a lot of them, they sit there and they go, hmm, this is what I did. Uh, And my answer was once a month. What? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So it's interesting that you're not having that. So all these men and the women bust out laughing and they're like, why? Why do you? Why would you ever think of it? Because a lot of the guys are like, two or three times a week. <laughs> and it's funny because it's just regular dudes. You know, they're just like got gym shorts and a hat backward. You know what I mean? Just regular. And so there's like, it's like this joke. Like women are like, what are all these men doing around just thinking about the Roman Empire? Just having a Tuesday. It's interesting. Uh, but I I don't know if I fell for it, but I said once a month.
0: Wow. And I that just, she wanted weird. to hear what you
2: said. And of course, the punchline, never. ultimately, the like implicit thing is that like these women never think about it. They're I'm like, why one. would you? Ever I'm actually
0: a woman inside. That's what I've just realized.
2: Well, there were some that were like, <laughs> what? Like, never. Like, why would you ask me that? But um, <laughs> I thought about it. What? And I whatever. It doesn't matter. My answer. I justified my answer today. I thought about it. I'm like, why did I say that? Because she brought it up again. And I was like, she played it for me. She was like, here's you. And I was like, "Oh my god, shameful," but I thought, you know, you it. It's not like I. I don't think it's just an interesting curiosity that all these men were saying yes, like very often, you know. And it's like why, and some of them gave answers that were like just stupid. Well, because I like their armor, you know, just like random answers. But I'm think I was like weird. I get I get to that thought like through some weird. It's not like I ponder it. It's like I think of like when I went to school and I had to read some Plato thing and then I think about those times you know I'm like man it must have been so weird to write this a thousand years ago and then I'm like what was going on back then it's like well they had like the Athens and the Roman Empire and all this and it just kind of comes in as like a little detail in the course of thought and then I go oh our times similar to their times you know whatever so I don't know I don't know if it's a man thing I don't know if it's just being on the spot and getting asked that question how you think you should respond I have no idea Weird, weird. Know your answer.
0: <clears throat> I don't know about the Roman Empire. Never think about it. Um, but Elon Musk has been tweeting about how the Iliad is the best book ever on X. Um, that's isn't that the? Ro- I guess that's the Greeks or who knows? I don't know history. I barely read that thing when I was in seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> I know. I just oh, think it's weird a... that he's tweeting that or xing that. I don't. What does it mean? What do you say? What are the words? I
2: have... Now, I don't know. I don't even know. I have a Twitter, I think, or an X. I don't know. There's... Maybe it's literally this. Like, he just wants people just, like, saying the name of his company a thousand times per day because you have to talk about it because it's, like, just weird. Look,
0: can we make that point, by the way? Okay, as much as you may may What, what am I saying? As much as you may love Elon Musk... Uh, <laughs> you have to really think about, I think for a second, what he named his children and think oh about my God, what I, kind of person oh God, you would have to be to name your children that I cannot, I really, it really gives me anxiety. I'm like, people are like, he's I such a great I, person. I'm like, you literally f- named you your pronou- children like numbers and letters, like non-pronounceable they're like video game things. characters,
2: literally pronounceable Like what I was sitting there going, like, I get it. You want to like be unique or something, but like, he used letters that we don't have.
0: like Yes, like A-E combined into a, one glyph or whatever. Which is like,
2: like is, isn't that like a phonetic thing? Or like, I don't even know what that is. Who knows? So it's like, how would, what do you literally, like, has he ever said the kid's name? I just, I don't know. But I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at it the other day and I'm like, I don't know why it popped up either. But I'm like, how, what is this name? Like, literally, not like, not like, wow, that's dumb. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like-
0: no, it's yeah, wild. There was an yeah. interviewer like clip where the interviewer goes, How is, and then says the name of the kid. And Elon goes, What? And then he's like, How's the name of the kid? And then he's like, What are you talking about? And he's like, Your son. And then Elon's like, Oh, haha. I'm like, What is going on? Did he say, Did he
2: clarify that you pronounce it some other way? How no, is I like XIA? It was
0: so wild. I was like, Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. I actually... I'm going to... We can keep talking, but I'm looking it up. I yeah. want to know the pronunciation. How do you say the names of Elon Musk's children? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, anyway. Um, don't know why he's tweeting about the Iliad. Don't know why he's naming Which his children Which is,
2: Gre- is... You're right. It's Greece, and it was written by Homer.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Whew. I do know something. Know.
2: Exactly okay the a e here's do you want to see this it's like a 30 second clip of him just telling joe rogan how to pronounce this kid's name great yeah let's play the clip roll the clip people (laughs) appreciate i think people will literally appreciate this
1: (laughs) and grimes new baby boy all week and we officially have a pronunciation from elon musk himself on thursday's episode of the joe rogan experience podcast musk explained that it was grimes who mostly came up with the unique name and here's exactly how to pronounce it take a listen I mean, it's just X, the letter X, um, and then the AE is like pronounced Ash. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then A twelve, A twelve is my contribution. Oh, why A twelve? Uh, Archangel twelve, the precursor to the SR seventy one, coolest plane ever. All right, so there you have it: X, Ash, A twelve.
3: Has a ring to it, right, Jeremy?
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Now we know it's X Ash. His kid's name is X. I mean, this guy is wild. And back in the day, oh. when there when conspiracy culture was a little different, and there was a different whole different crew of conspiracy people, there was also a more there was before a QAnon. Oh what? Yeah. And there was yeah. a different. There was a there was a certain kind of conspiracy that was out there that had like a different vibe. There was some really weird ones like they. Conspiracies to me back when I first got into them had the vibe of like uh, those almost like what are those called like a true crime documentary you know it's kind of like just a little spooky and curious almost like it wasn't like produced it just had a weird vibe so this guy Freeman Fly still quite well known in the industry but not the most successful I wouldn't say used to really... There was a lot of symbolism focused back then. You know, like kind of m- mystery kind of vibe to a lot of this. That was what I was trying to say, I think. But it gives me like the X-Files
0: da, 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 theme
2: song da, 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 in my head. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, what is this? So like the X, he had this theory I remember explicitly that X, I don't know what this meant to him in a larger context, like, it, but symbolically... This conspiracy was, guy had this theory. Yes. Okay. Was that the X was the, uh, the mark of the beast? Some some kind some version of the mark of the beast, and it was he was like he trying to connect like X Men, the X Files, I I can't remember all the myriad of examples that he had, but there were tons of this use of just just X by itself. It's a letter, but it's just like by itself. You know, like there's not like p everything you know but there's x Mm. a lot of x stuff planet x all this stuff and then elon came along and his first thing his like dream was always this x stuff have you heard that like it's coming out now a little more people just kind of hearing about that like he always wanted x.com and he wanted this theory of like this idea he had that he was going to call x and it was going to be like this everything thing i don't even know what it was going to be but it is odd that he's like so people were pointing out why is he so obsessed with this i always thought back you know freeman fly said that was the mark of the beast this is when i was a little more sloppy in my believing conspiracy theories but i did think it was weird and then he goes and like names his kid x
0: yeah literally and Ash then he goes and he A-12 makes 12 or whatever
2: yeah then he goes and spends 50 cajillion dollars on buying twitter and call and changes the name of that to X. Then he starts doing this like X.com, he has SpaceX. E- e- he
0: literally is obsessed with X. Like he's obsessed with X. It's so strange. It's weird. It's weird. It would be one thing, you know, it's like whatever. People have their idiosyncrasies, obsessions, who cares? But I don't know. He's a billionaire. He owns all these companies. I don't even know how you can be the CEO of six companies. Um he's the richest man in the world. So and I have think an it comes across over a little- letter. Yeah, it comes across a little weird.
2: It's really quirky. It I feel like it's almost there's. It seems to me like there's something to it. You know,
0: like there's something. I mean, weird well, about when he it. said like, Archangel Twelve, he's like, but that's just a plane. I'm like Archangel Twelve. I mean, you've got I don't know, just rich with symbolism. It seems or whatever. It's it's something. Yes, and maybe like, it's I, unintended. If, maybe he doesn't even intend it, but.
2: It just seems to. I don't even. It may be completely innocent, but it, to me, he It's like he's just so odd, like that. That to me, it seems like it's symbolic to him. Even like, let alone what everyone else thinks the symbolism is. Who cares? But like, it seems right. like he think like it means something to him for some reason. And I just have never heard the explanation. I don't know. It just seems odd. I've always thought that was a lot of X.
0: Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Anyway, enough of Elon. He gets too much airtime. RFK. We got to switch over to someone who doesn't get enough airtime. Um, yeah, we're gonna vote. We're gonna vote for RFK. That's all I have to say. What? But what you said? There's a line that he said that made you want to vote for him on the basis of just one (sighs) comment was enough to sway you.
2: Oh, am I not? Oh. Whoops! sorry. I can't see yeah. you now. I was you're not in the camera the Camera, um, oh, You're back. Here we go. I have a clip of him saying the line. This is the, uh, I think this is this podcast is called Tiger Belly. It's Bobby Lee and Kalila, and some other people. And this is his interview. He did an interview just like Tim Dillon, uh, RFK, and Cheryl
1: Hines. I mean, do you guys do human things like fart on each other? On each other, or like, or fart, or fart. No, you fart, and then you go, "Oh, that was a good one, baby," or whatever. That is not. I
4: don't think
1: we've ever had that. No, (laughs) 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 we just hide. You hide it. I would say. Uh, I hide. It. I'm a hider. I'm, I'm not. I'm she not hides, she like, so in hides. the 10 years we were together, not yeah. a single fart, not a single yeah. anything. I'm yeah, a you, hider. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, that's not our household. Well, I'm like, da, 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 like, like it's war. You that's know? that's, like, my <laughs>
3: yeah, that's yeah, like my brother. That's like my brother. That's
1: like your yeah, brother. Yeah yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. They do a lot of weird things, but that's not one. Well,
1: okay. But you guys snuggle. Do you guys watch a movie and snuggle together?
3: Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs>
1: they're <laughs> human beings <laughs> i don't know I mean, because i asked the fart thing they were like what are you talking <laughs> about and now the snuggly thing is a thing <laughs> are you of your mind i don't know now yeah. you know what I mean so you guys cuddle then and you watch yes, a movie cuddle. Cuddle. all right yes yes i'm yes. sorry but no, you know that's, it's settled that's it's fair. settled i mean i, I just didn't think that did you think the fart do you think the fart thing was inappropriate a little bit okay sorry
4: that's you
1: know who bad, doesn't, doesn't cuddle who he doesn't cuddle. oh he
2: is, he's pointing to that's the co-host pointing to the main host Bobby Lee the people interviewing he doesn't cuddle Okay, and we're about to get to the quote now. Uh, I refuse, he he don't refuse
1: like, You don't know, like time
2: is money.
0: you got you've got things to do <laughs> Are you just like when well, is this a, when is this
1: over? Do not you think it's a waste of, you're just sitting there and it's a don't you think it's a waste of time a little bit?
0: How? No. it seems
1: like a time to connect with someone no is that Thank quick? you, Cheryl. But, but Thank you. Robert, can you back me up on this, right? <laughs> Just listen to me. Okay, Just uh, listen okay. to Try me. To right, convince him. Yeah. Try to convince yeah. him. 30 minutes, fine. But don't you think that, because there's 24 hours in the day, right? Yeah. There's, pe- there's thi- people that you got to call. There's things you got to write. There's things yeah. that you got to do, right? Doing this for more than 30 minutes is a little, come on.
0: But don't you think it, like, um... <laughs> slows things down. Yeah. It's just like, okay. all oh, oh, like meditation.
1: Yeah. You Connection. Need.
4: Connection. Yeah. Restoration.
3: You're best- I Restoration. mean, what do you,
0: what do you think the point of life is? Ooh. Ooh. What? Oh, oh. Holy
2: crap. <laughs> <laughs> that last quote <laughs> We is a long way getting there, but oh. I just thought that, so he's on this podcast with this crazy comedian. He's eating asked like, fart questions, which is hilarious. It's a little wild. Then, I don't
0: know that I would put want to put myself in that situation as a presidential candidate. This is exactly my point. So he's just sitting there. He's just a guy,
2: and he's just sitting there. And he's talking to Bobby Lee, and Bobby Lee is like, do you fart on your wife? <laughs> and then he's, like, going down some wild, uh, wh- what do they call that, premise uh, you know, like cuddling is a waste of time. There's only so much time in a day. I have stuff to do. This is, you're just standing there. Calls and then RFK. To and then what? And then RFK says, "Well, what do you think is the point of life? You know." And it's like he j- that is an answer, in my opinion, from a real person. You know what I mean? Like mm. he mm. has. To, mm. He's mm. just a real. He just se- that just seems like a real person. And he's just talking, he's just put himself in this situation, surely to God, he knew what situation he was being putting himself into by going on that show. I, he does not strike me as the kind of guy that accidentally walked into that. He has a few uncomfortable looks on his face during the thing, but he's laughing a lot too. Like, it's a funny, it's funny. There's It's not very political at all, the whole episode. And it's more personal. And I was just like, like, that was a thought that could not. That, I mean, that was a comment that there's no way that that. I could mean, can be, you
0: imagine Chris Christie or Ron DeSantis? No, 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 or exactly. Joe Biden. No, no one would. No, there's do, because it be wasn't in there in the room to begin with.
2: Literally, because it's like it's so unscripted, right? There's no way he planned for that question. Don't you think cuddling is a waste of time? So you have you got a guy, and Chris Christie did this. With the all in podcast, he did do a long form interview podcast with a bunch of billionaire shills. But, and I think on a certain level, Chris Christie had to be on a certain level somewhat genuine to some extent there. You know what I mean? Like he did okay, but he wasn't being asked those questions. And, but whatever. But that, but that answer is not only is it impressive that it's like, this is just a a normal average guy. He's running for president. It's on the spot. He's a Kennedy. That's interesting that he's just so human. And then there's also the fact that, that that was his answer. You know, that he sat there for a second and he's listening. He wasn't even being asked anything anymore. He was just sitting there pondering, literally listening to what he was saying, taking it seriously, you know, basically, yeah, cuddling's a waste of time. And then he just, a thought came to him. So what kind of guy is RFK? If when he's sitting there listening to people say that farting on each other's funny and cuddles are a waste of time, that as he's just listening to that conversation go on between him and his, his wife and Bobby Lee, he goes, yeah, yeah, but I just thought of something. What, you know, con- considering what you're saying, what's the point of life, you know, if, if you can't take some time to cuddle with your wife? That's the right <laughs> – yeah. ki- that's the kind of answer – Amen. That I want. Uh, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is I know is what you're human. saying. Yeah, we get it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Come on. He's real. He's real. That's why we like him. And I think that that has been made over and over, that point about authenticity. I mean, I think authenticity is the currency of the future, but you're seeing it play out in politics. And I think, you know, that's the, the criticism that Ron DeSantis has been getting, is that he's not authentic. Is yeah, that he's a robot he like just, the rest of them. Yeah, well he just says things uh he's not willing to be off the cuff. He just says things that his donors want him to say or whatever and uh, he or says things political. that are political. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. not authentic and I think people sense that and um yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good authentic.
2: He he may have just a, a really strong ego and be really confident, you know, and feel like Calm, really calm, running for president. I mean, think of the power structure. I mean, he's a Kennedy and not like a super distant Kennedy. So he's lived his whole life with probably a certain level of security, I would imagine. Maybe not so much. I mean, a lot of his family was assassinated. But I'm just leaving open the possibility because I do not want to eat crow on this. I'm admitting... That he could be a total op. It is totally possible that he's an op. But if he is, he's really good at it. And it is concerning because who knows? It may all be part of the plan. Like they might have to be like really, really testing out some really, really authentic candidates. Like, liter- like when I say authentic, I mean real. Like Because they might be noticing like, I'm sure you've seen some of these clips of like Joe Biden like his staff, like while he's talking to the press, literally just cuts him off and is like shuffles him out. And they literally play jazz music. I mean, it oh that, which does not help. And he's like, just literally shuffles off and nobody notices, but I did. You can see him walk down the two stairs off the stage. It's just a slight platform. There's like two or three stairs in the back of the stage. And all you can see is his hand on the rail, <clears throat> but it moves with his steps. It takes him like 30 seconds you can't see him. You can just see his hand. So he takes one little step with, the, you know, all hunched over. And then you see his hand in the darkness behind this, at the curtain and it stays there. And then another step and oh it stays there God. and then another step. And you're oh, just like, oh my
0: it's God. Sad. So
2: they have to, the power brokers of the Democratic Party have to know, like, they're running a massive risk with this guy. Like, it just seems crazy. It Biden. seems really yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean- I granted a lot of the stuff I see of him is probably taken out of context to a little a little bit, but but God man, it's worse than George Bush.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's I don't know what's bad. going on. And yeah, RFK could all be an op. Who knows how deep the chest is. I think uh yeah, I want to believe that he's authentic because I feel Me like uh, so
2: bad. I want to believe.
0: I just feel like he's off the cuff so much with his commentary and whatnot, and I feel like he's doing all these long form uh, conversations with Joe Rogan and Russell Brand, and which we'll get to in a second here. Um, He did
2: one with Russell Brand too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Russell Brand's actually like sponsoring his campaign. Russell Brand. Honestly, pull up. How
2: could he? How could he lose?
0: Yeah, I mean, you wonder, but
2: I I mean, I thought about this. If there's an op, like if this, if everything is planned from the, you know, behind the scenes or something, like really planned, which is possible, but yet there's still competing factions and there's, and the people of the country still matter to some extent, you know, like you got to, it's got to kind of jive. Like the Biden thing, whatever you think about that election, almost didn't work. Like a lot of people for a long time were like, he didn't win. Some people still think like, there's just... No way he got more votes than Obama. That doesn't make any sense. Like, really? It's possible. What I could see as being possible with like Trump being indicted, RFK getting so, so much traction, but they're like kind of against him. Maybe they are going to have to get rid of Biden. If I were running things, I'd be like, we have to figure out a way not to have this guy be the president. Like, it's too much of a risk. We can't. We're going to look like idiots. So you build up RFK in the background, just in case, and then Trump being indicted. Like I, I think it would be an interesting. I don't know who would win if RF. It was down to RFK and Trump. I don't. Know. I'm not saying I don't know what I would think. I just don't know what the country would do, because that's two very very different people, and neither one of them are, like, problematic sure. in the Joe Biden way. Like it would literally. Well, they be have very fanatical
0: followings. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah. no one can even. I've talked to some people, they don't even. I, I mentioned RFK Jr. to mom and Robert the other day. And I don't know if they both said it, but the vibe I was getting in the question that was asked was, who is that?
0: Yeah. Well, that was what I was going to say. I think you were like, how could he not win? And I'm like, well, because I don't think boomers or old people even know who he is or care or listening to the people who are talking to him. I'm like, for young people, I feel like. He's making the right rounds and talking to the right people to get, uh, I don't know, visibility with young people. But yeah, for older people who just watch like literally Channel Six News, I don't. I mean, literally, RFK is not allowed to go on mainstream television, and he has been banned from YouTube. Or yeah, YouTube. But so that it's just is like,
2: odd. Okay, so that proves a point. One is that the media is dangerous because if you think about that prospect, that notion, mm-hmm. that. Young people know who RFK is. It's like, but that's so crazy because even I have no contact with his, with the K- Kennedys political days. None. We weren't even alive. They right. should know. They should know who like the brothers and uncle, you know what I mean? Like that, that who the Kennedys are. That's their that's their people. That's their people. But for some reason, they don't know, and Come maybe out. it's just the more Republican-leaning ones that don't know. Like maybe a Democrat would know, you know, who RFK is more because they love the Kennedys. You know, it's like a trope to have like the uh, north northeastern you know Democrat household with a picture of Jesus and John F. Kennedy on the wall. You know, right. those are your two right. pieces of decorations. So yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. No, the media is totally dangerous. Um, but I want to get to, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit here, Russell Brand. So Russell Brand has been in the media uh, recently. This is uh, the APnews.com, AP Associated Press News, whatever it's called. Um, the remaining dates on comedian Russell Brand's tour are postponed after sexual assault allegations. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, so all these sexual assault allegations have come out against Russell Brand. Uh, several media outlets published claims that several women have come after Russell Brand. Uh, Brand denies allegations of sexual assault made by four women. Um, the accusers have not been named, including one who said she was assaulted during a relationship with him when she was 16. Um, and that incident another woman says uh, she was raped in Los Angeles in 2012 so over 10 years ago not sure why these things would be coming up now I think steel manning the argument you know these people could have just you know gotten over their trauma and be coming out now I think uh, it's very fishy though to me given how outspoken Russell Brand has been of against major media outlets and the division in the country and what's going on um, politically and economically with all these big businesses and whatnot. And I just find it it would be very convenient if someone were to stir up allegations that would discredit him to a lay person who doesn't look into this sort of thing and really get to the bottom of the claims because it's enough just to allege wrongdoing, and then you've slandered someone's reputation and people who don't look into yeah, it hashtag it believe all women right exactly that which is the opposite
2: of uh innocent, innocent until, proven until guilty proven guilty right but uh yeah that's the timing the
0: the problem for me is like well you said it i mean you said you were like i think what they're doing you said this to me a couple weeks back you were like i think what they're doing is building up Russell brand in the in the third, you know, I don't know, media space, independent media space, just to tear him down or something, and I just saw this I and immediately thought that. about That's that, and I was like, "Oh my god, there they are tearing him down." I remember that, yeah. Because in my,
2: it's funny because I forgot I said that, but I'm thinking now that I, now that you reminded me, I'm, I'm having the same thoughts, which, which are that it's possible. Like, so here's, here's, look, look, this is real analysis, okay. First of all, Russell Brand. He seems weird, a little creepy in, in an endearing way, probably a little annoying to some people. I can imagine in person he might be. However, he doesn't give rapey vibes at all. He's quite a liberal type. First of all, not that that means anything. I'm just saying that like he seems to like kind of authentically believe the things that he leaves that fall into that kind of like woke side of things you know
0: literally he was arguing with candace owens a republican and candace owens told him that someone tried to wear a mask in her house and she told them you're not allowed to do that in my house and he said I that's wild. I would not tell someone they couldn't wear a mask in my house even though I personally don't agree with it. And then he was also like, also, (laughs) I would tell people if they told me to call them by whatever pronoun, he's like, I would do that even though I don't necessarily understand it. So he's very, like, even though he's independent, he's very that vibe.
2: You would think he would be like, so that goes along with like support, believe all women maybe even, who knows, you know what I mean? So he seems like that kind of guy. And But what I said at the time, is or was that he was a heavy drug user and that goes along with weird behavior right. in the
0: past yeah
2: so it's totally possible that stuff could come up cuz but but again here's the analysis again if i'm not totally mistaken i think he was a downer guy he was like a opiate heroin kind of vibe more than Like Like a speed speed and that kind of thing. And having being someone that has tried both kinds of drugs plenty, the heroin side of things really doesn't quite I I'm not saying it doesn't fully, but it doesn't quite either lend to that kind of behavior as much as a speed or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not the right Mm -hmm. vibe for that. It's not the but right
0: profile.
2: it doesn't seem to be in my opinion. it just doesn't yeah. seem but it doesn't mean that there's not something weird sure there could the, be the, stuff but, the, but this is the my timing, problem though with is the whole a big thing. the timing is a huge issue for me too like yes. you you do okay, so everyone's gonna do it all at once right before a big election, where Russell Brand, who has a a handful of people on the left, is endorsing and on the right, somebody and in the middle, yeah, right. And he's endorsing somebody that, RFK, very prominently. that is being the that currently the Republicans aren't talking about him. In fact, a lot of them like him. But the people on his in his own party that he's a candidate for are actively working in massively corrupt ways against him. And then all of a sudden this comes out. And it's the same thing we saw with that judge, whatever his name was, uh, Kavanaugh. And we had the Kavanaugh hearings, and the same thing. This kind of shit always comes, and then we have it with Obama election coming up, and now we've got this fake ass hooker trans that's like, oh my god, talking yeah. about Obama's dick and stuff. And it's like the timing, dude. The I I don't believe you. I'm skeptical immediately just because of the timing. This all this kind of stuff always comes out around, and same with Donald Trump. Yes, yes. Well, right? so I mean, the timing ha- is it's one constant. thing.
0: Yeah, it makes it sound seem like an op for sure, like people are definitely trying to get a hold of a narrative and whatnot. I think, though, beyond the timing is like the culture around this. It's like we have to move on, like can people not change? We're talking about things that happened potentially 10 years ago and we're still going to drag people through the mud for things that like that is a thing, a very delicate situation between two people, a private matter. And that's why we have civil courts, you know, so those sorts of things, when they go wrong, civil disputes get litigated and we can sort them out, you know, if it has to come to the point where we need to get a third party, like a judge or a mediator involved, that's why we have the court system. And so to bring these things up like decades after they've happened, it's like, we really just don't have a culture that accepts growth. I feel like people change and people mature and things happen in their past. That's what, those aren't the people they used to be. Like Russell Brand's very open about, I used to use drugs, I am now abstinent and I meditate in order to, you know, cope with that. And He's also I admitted that, he was a yeah, sex
2: addict, which is not great for this story, but yeah.
0: Right, yeah. So, and I'm not saying that there wasn't any wrongdoing or that things shouldn't go, you know, without consequences, but I think... Yeah, it's like we have to also allow people the grace and room to grow if we're gonna have a productive society. Like, because everyone has things that they've done that are not the best and mistakes that they've made. And if we're all gonna hold each other to some standard that's arbitrary, that's like you can never have made a mistake. Well, then who who's left? You know, (laughs) like who can't be taken down? I mean, to so you don't
2: get too canceled. I don't think you are saying, nor would I say that, like, rape. Ra- being a raper is just an arbitrary thing that's no, unimportant no. absolutely but not i think that i think that you're saying that because though you are not saying it explicitly you probably also are highly skeptical of the claim for a i'm highly of skeptical like, there's something odd that this always happens when this kind of thing is happening exactly. elections and, and it's like i don't know there was a lot of there was a lot of times when he
0: and we have down. evidence that these things have been fake. I mean, the Kevin Spacey stuff just came out, where it was like he was proved in court that those things weren't true. Those allegations of sexual misconduct that were held against Kevin and Spacey I were wrong. And I actually believed it for, for him. Yeah. But but I
2: mean, because he had a really weird excuse when they accused him of it originally. He was like, "But I'm gay," and it's like, and that means, <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, but <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a I can't do bad things. It's like, okay. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so that's yeah. what that was why, where my skepticism came from for him. But this has happened, it has happened to other people recently where the the, the thing just turns the out the allegations to be are that. false.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I feel like you just have to be skeptical given what he's saying and how obvious it is that people don't want those messages. Uh yeah. And I
2: I hate trial by public opinion. That's the most annoying thing to me. It's terrible. You know? Yes. It's a private because matter. That's
0: my other point. It's like it should be dealt with privately.
2: It's shameful because the for the for the media, to be honest, it's like they act like it's like they're some bastion of respectability or whatever. But I've seen – I mean I've seen things – like I I remember reading one recently and it just sticks out in my mind because it's one of those things where me and Kim – don't see perfectly eye to eye on it necessarily. But um, it's like those, uh, what are those things called? There's like those things where you like people get arrested. You could see it, you know, like their mugshot oh. and what they were accused of and all this stuff. And it was like, he was just arrested for something, but hadn't like the been. sex
0: offender registration or whatever, but it
2: wasn't even that it was just like this guy got arrested for and it was like posted mm. on a, a news Facebook, like a po- uh, guy arrested for, it might've been like, Bestiality or zoophilia or whatever you know, where he like had sex with a dog or something weird, you know, like something just really salacious to the good lots of clicks or something. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, if that turns out to be wrong, like if that, if he goes to court and this is just some bullshit that happened, that's the most that could. I mean, that would just that could ruin your life. You're yeah, completely it's have, have to like change your name yes. and get all new friends and every. I mean. Whether it's true or not, whatever. But we do this thing, especially with like public figures before things go to trial. And I think sometimes it's appropriate. I think it's worse for the little guys. The public figures are public figures, but like, but still, it's like they're never objective about it. You know, like as evidenced by the whole hashtag "Believe All Women." You know, there's when right. they present that they don't give as much weight to the person denies it fervently right They're they right to not to, be slandered they've been, yeah they've yes. been accused of something yeah so it's like that's just a noise of crap out of me
0: no it's a private man i mean i would just advocate not that i think that rapists should walk free or it's not a big deal but i just think it's a private matter and it should be dealt with privately like literally dealt with like those people need to figure it out like And I don't think, too, that even people who were victims would advocate for being dragged publicly through all of this.
2: I think there's a difference. So uh, I think an accusation of something in no other realm is that allowed. That's if I mean, the mainstream calls those conspiracy theories. If you just say like the election was hacked or stolen or whatever that they just say, well, that's just a statement and that's bullshit and blah, 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 blah. We actually have to have real evidence, you know, as that's their, that's their facade. But then when it comes to, I think that's my problem, my big problem with these like sexual things. It's like, it's just somebody saying it. And I get that it's a special, it's a certain, rape is probably done privately. You know, you don't do it in public generally, I would imagine. Right. But it, nevertheless, it's like, it's just an accusation. You can I- accuse anybody. There's a famous quote somebody said about even indicting people. You could indict a ham sandwich. Like it, that, even that doesn't mean anything. Right, right. But so it's, you see it's how annoying. it's used politically yeah. to
0: discredit people yeah. and whatnot. And it's a powerful as Rahm weapon. Emanuel, yeah.
2: yeah, as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. So if something real does happen, either way you can politicize it and make it serve your agenda.
0: Right. Anyway, so enough about the debacle with uh, Russell Brand and the allegations against him. I wanted to play some things that he said during this podcast that he did. This is the Stay Free with Russell Brand podcast. He had a very, very interesting conversation with Sam Harris, and I thought I would just play a clip. This clip made me, uh, yeah, I was just like, amen, let's, uh, exactly, let's get on with that.
3: But you're resisting stop this being claim, a but stop Bible Grinch. you Bible Grinching, no, your Quran Grinching. No, because I would say this: but if even like to pander, look your, no, but wait, just, come on, Russell, you already know you If you're going to you pander
1: know. to the religious, if you're going to if you're going to pander to the religious biases of traditional religious people, right? I, if you're going to tell Muslims that they're not wrong to be Muslim and Christians that they're not wrong to be Christian, right? That these are totally valid projects. I that what right. you have done is is enshrine a zero-sum contest between Muslims and Christians, because Islam and Christianity, at their core, are incompatible. Sad. And I'll t- tell you why. At their core, Jesus, a Christian, every Christian, <laughs> real Christian, asserts that Jesus was divine, and every real Muslim asserts that he wasn't. How do you square that zero sum contest? You can't. How I would do this. How I would do
3: this is I would say that your unconscious framing, when you say from a twenty-first century perspective, enshrines the notion of progressivism, that we're at some current apex now, rather than a temporal gateway, a liminal space where we, like the Hellenists who had to address the peculiar motions Mm -hmm. of the spheres, were precisely inverse to what they had insumed, like those that preceded Galileo, who had to acknowledge that a the devices and new lenses, new realms have been uncovered. We cannot adju- we cannot judge the semantic devices that, by which these models and modalities are interpreted in the same way that we might adjudicate their cultural and social baggage, i.e. your numerous y- yogis and sufis and their 20-year spells in caves that I hope were free of bats, because that's apparently the only way anyone can catch COVID. Mm. I hope. that that they may not have been able to describe and delineate those experiences using the limited tool of language. But I would say there is sufficient data in Buddhism, in Hinduism, in Islam, in Judaism and Christianity to suggest that what we have to overcome is precisely the individual that you have made a personal discovery about with your own meditative journey. That uh, the cultural Mm -hmm. afflictions and inflections of a religion are an easy way to dismiss them but I think what is lost in that analysis is real hope real God and what I mean by God is love mm-hmm. and our, the and the hope and possibility that somehow mm-hmm. we can turn the tide of this thing for me it doesn't matter if you are an atheist some of my greatest teachers are atheists but what matters to me is that we revere and honour and resacralize the earth otherwise how do we save it they're like hello everyone nothing means anything you're going to die you're in limitless mm-hmm. space now for God's sake do something about climate change. Why? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because God is real. You are God. The earth is real. The earth is God. We are participating in a miracle right now. Now sit down and meditate and learn to love and recognize that you are the number one problem in your life. And then we can start overcoming some of this bullshit. It doesn't matter if someone loves Trump. It doesn't matter if someone hates Trump. What matters is love itself. Now, come on, let's get on with this bullshit. Now, if we can't have that kind of conversation, we're just going to sit watching the plane go down, Sam, and just querying who the pilot was. Is it consciousness itself? Or was it CIA-sponsored agents that came out of Saudi Arabia? Or did they come out of Iraq? And what are we in this war for anyway, baby?
0: So that was a little wild, but I just thought that was so interesting. Because Sam brings up the point at the beginning of that, and he's like, you can't square the semantics is really what he's talking about, of Islam and Judaism, or Islam and Christianity, because you know one group believes Jesus is divine and the other group doesn't, so they have this kind of like superficial disagreement, and then Russell's like, but dig deeper, and you find that really at the core, these things are trying to dig at the same substrate, or the same material, and if we could start getting at that, maybe we could make some progress, and I thought, yeah, it's very... Uh, Exciting what he says there. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Because, too, before, you know, Sam had the podcast where he talks about 9 11. I think that's kind of what Russell's referencing there. He's like, are we going to debate who was flying the plane? Like, is it, you know, terrorists from Iraq? Is it consciousness itself? Is it, you know, (laughs) that is this really the point of what's going on here? So, anyway, Hmm. thoughts on that?
2: Um, yeah, I think Sam was saying, hmm, <laughs> which almost made me think he understood what Russell was saying. I don't know if he did, but um, sometimes, a lot more in the past than currently, I've appreciated exactly what it was that Sam was doing there. I've appreciated about him.
0: Yeah, there's definitely that- some good points he makes in his podcast.
2: Like that's, so w- what happened, I think in that exchange per, to my ear is that, uh, Sam made a good point and then Russell made a good point, but they didn't converse about that necessarily because yeah. they're both good points. Yeah. It's like, so it, it's all, I mean, I guess what Russell did was added an additional variable. So you have these, you know, in a, in a way it's just an extra belief though you know, I have an extra belief system because I think that people in Russell's position, and it happens, I, I mean, I have these feelings, but I you know, they may be just feelings where, like, you have that that kind of epiphany. Now, I think people don't give credit to the Muslims or the Christians for having the same kind of feeling, the same kind of epiphany. So when Russell Brand goes, oh, you know, you're just infinite consciousness having an experience, you know, that it sounds amazing, and you're like, that's, oh, new, oh, great, you know, this is, that's so true. I've kind of, I've superseded the prior notions of a religious doctrine or dogma that I used to have. But there's plenty of Christians, and I know some of these people, that actually have a version of Christianity much like that. But, But it's not like there's another, you know, it's not like the Christians that are like, I believe that Jesus, you know, was the Son of God, and all the other stuff's right. No, there's real Christians that are like Jesus is the Son of God, and you know, whatever kind of dogmatic thing they believe, the very ardently, but that they also believe and have this uh, much deeper, real kind of connection with it that to them feels and sounds just like only their version, only better because it's their version. Of, of, you know, that they're having that experience that Russell's having about his kind of new age kind of thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that to me, I always catch that with these people because I've I got way into that stuff for a while. Like almost not like I wasn't like a new ager, but like I, there was a lot of those ki- kinds of beliefs that I, I really was like investigating personally. And eventually I just, I did just kind of come to, if one of the conclusions being that like, that's it's, it's just another thing, you know, it's not, there's something about it. That's, that's really similar in a way that makes me less susceptible to its allure. Maybe just because I know some of those people where I went to Christian churches that were maybe not headed up by or infiltrated fully by, but that had people that were members of it that had what seemed to be a real genuine, Christian God experience that was just as special as like it is to imagine the Hindu monk, you know, out in the monastery, you know, being all ascetic and stuff. You know what I mean? It was to me. I was like, that. That. Why do you think that's so much more special? Just because it's not what you're familiar with, because it seems like some you've learned some mystery from some mystery school. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: So in a way, there's something there. Well, I guess my take on it, yeah, is I think that in my mind, Russell is trying to get at the depth, like the meaning of what we're talking about, where I feel like Sam is stuck a little bit in the literality of what we're saying or what's being said. Like, so take the claim he made, which is like that they can never agree that Jesus is righteous or Jesus is, you know, holy or whatever, divine. And but I'm like, what? literally, what does that mean, though? Like, that's just a historical claim. Like, at some point, you're like, Jesus was a person, like, we can't, we just can't evaluate it, you know, like, it cannot be evaluated rationally. And then so it doesn't make sense logically, even to interpret it rationally, because what would that mean? Like, it's just Words Like you have no way to validate this claim. So I think you have to get at like what are, what is the actual meaning well, when yeah. we say that. And I think if you start digging at that, then you get into like – I mean you can like delve into other things I think. Like maybe you, it starts looking kind of Baha'i-esque and you're like, well, just the commonalities among all the religions are the real true things. And all the extra stuff in each religion is just kind of arbitrary and non-essential or made up. But I think there is something because Sam also makes the point in that, you know, podcast where he's like, well, you know, some people will claim that the Bible is like literally divine inspired or that the uh, what is the, the Quran was inspired by God. And he's like, how hard would it have been for an omniscient being to like prove definitively that it was written by something omniscient? He's like, it wouldn't have been hard. So he's like, so these are obviously written by humans and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah but that you we can still accept that fundamental limitation that like there is an omniscient but that is not human, like humans aren't omniscient, that humans are fundamentally limited, they're trying to capture something and that they are flawed in the way that they do that, you know, and that that makes every text, every religion imperfect in some way. and I think that that, yeah, is a more unifying prospect too, and I think. Like, because then Sam Harris also argues in that podcast, he's like, well, you know, love isn't enough, like, to be a good person. And then he says, well, because, you know, the terrorist that's, you know, doing this act of, this Muslim terrorist that's doing an act of terrorism, he's like, he real ha- has real love for his Muslim brethren or brothers and sisters or whatever in his community. And I'm like, and this is the point that Russell makes, is like, well, I don't think that's real love. And I think that people who are really trying to dig at the substance of what religion is about. I just feel like that's my take. It's like you have you just can't believe that that's real love. How could you semantically believe, like literally semantically, like because Muslim isn't a real thing. That's like a word. That's like a mental construct that you could draw borders around people and group them around that mental construct and then say that only people within that construct are people that I can love and that I can destroy other people for my love for those people. You know, it's like, that's obviously not real love to me. So I feel like Sam misses that point and is taking things too literally. And yeah, Russell, I feel like, is getting something deeper. But I could be lured, you know, by it.
2: Well, what what was the ultimate conversation really about why were they harping on that just because the 9-11 I
0: guess thing well he had had a podcast about 9-11 but they're talking about meditate I think he asked him about Russell asked uh, Sam about meditation and whatnot why do you meditate and then um, Sam is making these points that he's been harping on recently about like well we can't have a world where we have all this misinformation it's literally just impossible for us to work together and what do we do about it and Russell's sort of like, well, because Russell appeals to all these religious people and talks in these spiritual, deeper terms. And then kind of Sam is taking issue with, he's like, well, you can't like just appeal to these religious people. He's like, you can't just let them have their religion and that be okay. Like, that's the first thing he says in that clip, which is like, it's not okay for these people to be religious, which is because Sam's like, because it's dividing them. And Russell's point is like, only because they have a superficial understanding of religion. And so do you. (laughs) like. So that's kind yeah. of the ethos of what they're saying.
2: No, I mean, I think it's a, uh, yeah, I'm more, I'm definitely more partial probably to the Russell Brand way of thinking. I mean, it's, I because I, I've heard Sam talk about that kind of stuff before. And I just, I do struggle to kind of know exactly what, to me, it just sounds like it's like kind of, I think what you're saying. Like, it just sounds like he want he doesn't like religious people. He doesn't want them to be religious anymore. That's what it really seems like to me when I hear him talk about that stuff. Russell or Sam? Sam, Sam. Like he just like, he doesn't like it. It bothers him a lot that people are religious. And he just, he's like, I just, why though? Like stop doing that so I don't have to like be in a world with you. Right. And And I get it.
0: On some level, I do uh, get it. On a level, yeah. I understand like how you could come to believe that where you're like these people who are out there doing these acts of violence in the name of religion, like we have to stop that. Like, and then you could misattribute their violence to religion. And I think that there is a way of that being true, but I don't think that they actually are talking about the same thing. I think what Sam is talking about is like, and maybe religion is not the right word, but like, you know, because maybe Sam is actually really talking about what we mean when we say religion, which is like a very zealous set of ideas that you just believe. Where I think, you know, Russell is talking about something a little different. It's like, I'm not talking about doctrine. Like, I'm not talking about, like, read a book and then follow the raw laws and rules in the book, like, very vehemently to your death. Like, that's, I'm talking about something else.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, that's I, I agree. I think uh, it's funny that he, Sam, Sam just makes me laugh. It's just funny that he's he's like that. And that's always struck me as just one of his stranger battles to pick. I get it. But I feel like it really started with like the back in the day with like the Muslim terrorism thing. Like, yeah, he seemed to have really. I don't know if this is the right word because I'm not saying one way or the other, but I'm just saying it seems like he really fell for that like hard, you know.
0: Well, he seems very concerned about Islamic extremism.
2: Yes. And, you know, there might be there might be some legitimate reason for that concern, it's well, possible. I mean,
0: you have to remember back to the days of like YouTube when it first started. It was kind of wild. And I'm not saying this YouTube? is real or not, but like when YouTube first came on, and there were like all those videos of like quote unquote terrorist organizations, like
2: And some of those were
0: fake, though. All, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the veracity of all these things, but it was right. kind of wild. You know, like if you saw that and you were around for that, I'm sure you could just be like, holy bleep like we need to figure this out like something needs to be done about this
2: I you know here's what I think I'm changing I mean I'm not changing I'm adding to it I guess I think that the reason it's such a thing for Sam it's not just that it's that coupled with like I think that he believes that there's like a problematic faction and I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with this Mm. but that there's a problematic faction especially on the right and he might characterize us as like religious right because i think those are the people that he doesn't know how to talk to he doesn't know he thinks well i'm a really logical guy i'm a really reason hmm. reason guy and those are a, a a group of people that when that i can't convince of anything because they believe a crazy thing that is that i don't even know You know, it's almost, I mean, he's like almost made it his mission to to like do it, but it's like he doesn't know like how to convince those people, how to argue with them, how to persuade them. And it, because it, and I think if you were going to do that, if you're going to try to convince people to be reasonable in that world and stop voting for Trumps or whoever, whatever, for whatever reason your party sells you things because you're religious and they use religious rhetoric. If you want to stop that, you have to stop these crazy people and then you get, A Sam Harris approach which actually despite maybe his belief because of your exaltation of science or logic or whatever you it it actually becomes a lot it seems a lot more totalitarian a lot more authoritarian because you it seems like you we just have to get rid of this shit and teach people (laughs) indoctrinate them with another thing a different thing a science thing whereas Russell is saying look you know, mate, they're almost on the right track. Uh, you know, they're just a little muddled. and little, uh. He says it crazy, but in, and he's right probably more so. It's like, that's how I would approach it as well. It's like, I would never, I don't have any desire, and not towards Christians, Muslims, Jews, whatever. I don't, none of them. Although some of them maybe get me more emotionally riled up. I mean, maybe the one, a lot of times it's the one you grew up with that pisses you off the most. You're like, these people are crazy. But yeah, yeah, uh, they're on, you know, Russell's saying, I think, you know, they're on to something. Not really. They're missing it yeah. totally. And but they, you know, the answer isn't you have to believe atheism instead, because it's like not it, like Sam treats that non-belief as a belief system, whereas it's right, like, right. it's not that it's if you want to get technical, like Russell Brand was doing, you know, you say like. Well, if they preach love and they think this is the love, well, you know, clearly they're a little misguided because love doesn't mean war, you know, whatever, whatever good logic he's using as well. So it's like Sam is what I would call not even wrong. Right. But
0: well, it's interesting because I mean, in wrong. the vein that you're talking about, <laughs> I am sympathetic to the problem that he seems to be concerned with, which is something we've talked about before, which is like. When you open yourself up to like belief systems like Christianity, to believing, you know that there's something beyond just the rational. I think you do run the risk of like opening yourself up to having kind of wild beliefs and like misguided beliefs and wrong beliefs. And I think that that seems to be the like concern that Sam has. It's like, well, these people just believe these things on nothing other than intuition or feeling, and that they they literally can't be reasoned with. And that some of those beliefs that they have that are they're unwilling to reason about are very dangerous and detrimental to other people. And that I think yes, that is a problem. I think the solution is not, well, just bash them over the head with logic and like, come on, get it. You know? <laughs> like yeah. I don't think that's the solution. I think Russell's like But he well, certainly yeah. seems to think it is. Yeah. It's and he says some wild things in that podcast. I mean, it's just like I don't know, yeah, how he comes up with these arguments, but I mean,
2: I would, yeah, yeah I'm def, I probably will listen to that ar- I mean, that conversation because I'm pretty fascinated with both of those guys. You know, to, I mean, not fascinated, but I'm interested in both of their uh, ways of thinking. Maybe is what I'd say.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and Sam too. I feel like goes on these diatribes about like being locked in your own mind and yeah having thoughts and escaping this un you know unnecessary mental suffering and it's just it's so bizarre to me it's like literally foreign like i don't relate to where he's coming from like why he's so concerned about the things he seems to be so concerned about um they just don't strike me in that way like i don't ever feel like so overwhelmed by like, I'm stuck in my own mind and it's such a terrible unwanted suffering in here and I need to figure out how to escape it. And then he makes this claim too, like he has this teacher, like Buddhist teacher, meditation teacher, who's literally lived in a cave for 20 years. I'm like, what are you talking about? I never met anyone like that. um Are those people even real? And, but he says I yeah. had a teacher and he's like, that person didn't believe the earth was round he's like that person i think literally believed at least one of them believed that the earth was flat and i was like but what does it matter like and this i mean we've gone round and round about that too but it's like it literally what does it matter like what what do you think that means in the scheme of things you know like what what is the consequence of a belief like that you know like is that really important you know that that person believe that the earth is round Like, what are we talking about? It sounds a little crazy. It sounds like you are really trying to control people's beliefs at that point. It's like, well, they have to believe that the earth is round. And I could see where you're like, well, they have to believe that in order so we could certain things can work or whatever. We could have proper models of the world. And I'm like, but that's only in a paradigm of a culture where we're doing things like going to space. And you also have to believe that that's the right way to be as a person in a society. And I'm like, maybe that's not right either. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah
2: paradigms they're important it's very we've already harped in this plenty but i just say it's i'm it's really fresh on the mind because i'm reading that propaganda the formation of men's attitudes book Mm -hmm. and there's it's good i mean it's so far i'm not too far into it but just to to sit down and read it you know it puts you in a for you know an hour at a time however long you're sitting there reading it in the mindset of considering that just contemplating the stories were told, you know, for like an hour at a time. That's, you know, you'll dedicate some time focus like that and you'll start to think about it and just have some strange realizations and feelings. There's something that is so, so powerful, the paradigms that we have, the mental 100%. construct of the world that we have in our mind. It's so... which. And it really, i I told this before, but it really brings like a verisimilitude, is that the right word? Like a seemingness of truth to that statement that Monica, I think she said it was a CIA guy or something, some some kind of intelligence for one country or the other someone on the inside someone that would know you know she said something asked him some question and his answer whatever the question was his answer was all i can tell you is don't watch the news like don't he said don't watch tv and she's like well what do you mean like what, what does that mean he's like i'm just telling you i can't tell you the answer to the questions you're asking me i can just tell you based on the questions you're asking me don't watch television." Which, given the context of her kind of inquiry, I think that that's, I think that, that what we're talking about right now is actually it's in certain sectors, at certain levels, it's so, so, so obvious to them and it's so well known. Imagine people that live their whole life in this political sphere, like someone like Joe Biden, who's for 50 years or more has been doing nothing but politicking, getting elected, campaigns, this, that, the other, lobbies, I mean, all this different stuff. You've got to at some point realize that you have to control people's minds.
0: You know, like not yeah. in a I mean, crazy... you could just substitute politicking with manipulating.
2: Yeah, literally. Literally. Like yeah. that's all it is. It's like rhetoric and stuff. And they used to teach that in a school, but like not really anymore. But it's, it's, it literally is almost everything that matters. And this, so the way Elul thinks, it's so interesting.
0: This is from I think the propaganda. propaganda book. The fr- he wrote yeah. the book. Yeah,
2: he wrote this, and he wrote another book that's kind of like the sister com- to this, or maybe the, the, pr- the progenitor. Like it would be the the main book, and this is maybe a side to that. What was the tec- technique or whatever or the technological, the technical society? Yeah, jockey little tech technological society or something. He ha- he he's able to take. And I like this kind of thing. I, th- I think I think this way if I'm given, given enough time that there's like this kind of, there's like a, you reach a point where it becomes like meta, like literally like it becomes like above like the more than the sum of the parts kind of thing. So you, we know propaganda is a thing. So you start with doing some propaganda, trying to make people feel a certain way, think a certain thing, vote a certain way, you know, you kind of, kind of push opinions and attitudes around. And at some point, that becomes like even that can be like come incorporated into someone's entire worldview, and like he has actually he has a really good example of this. I thought was really perfect. It says, "Let me see if I can find this."
0: This is a lul.
2: This is yeah, a lul. Just think about this. It's interesting. He's going to use words we don't know. Like he's going to talk about like events we don't know about, but you it, the message comes through nonetheless. Okay, so I'll read the preface to this. So, his conclusion of the last paragraph. We know, on the other hand, how propaganda takes over the literature of the past, furnishing it with context and explanations designed to reintegrate it into the present. Uh, from a thousand examples, we will choose just one. In an article in Pravda in May 1957, the Chinese writer Mao Dun wrote that the ancient poets of China used the following words to express the striving of the people towards a better life. Quote, the flowers perfume the air, the moon shines, man has a long life. And he added, quote, Allow me to give a new explanation of these poetic terms. The flowers perfume the air. This means that the flowers of the art of socialist realism are incomparably beautiful. The moon shines. This is Mao Dun interpreting this poem. He's telling his interpretation. He's, so Elul is quoting Mao Dun' interpretation of another poem. It's a little bit meta here.
0: This poem means the,
2: that communism
0: is beautiful.
2: Yes, yeah, so that's what Mao, Mao Dun says. The flowers perfume the air. This means that the flowers of the art of socialist realism are incomparably beautiful. The moon shines. This means that the Sputnik has opened a new era in the conquest of space. Man has a long life. This means that the great Soviet Union will live tens of thousands of years. Uh, When one reads this once, one smiles. If one reads it a thousand times and no longer reads anything else, one must undergo a change. And we must reflect the transformation of perspective already, already suffered by a whole society in which texts like this, published by the thousands, can be distributed and taken seriously, not only by the authorities, but by the intellectuals. This complete change of perspective of the, and they use this huge German word, whatever, is the primary totalitarian element of propaganda.
4: Hmm.
2: Now, I don't know what you said to spur me to read that, but basically, oh, we're talking about the worldview and perspective. So it's like, that's the meta way that this propaganda works. Like, you can just do some propaganda like, Oh, this poem that we all love so much. It means so much to our country. What it really means is that socialism is good. And socialist art is the best art and that the Soviet union is going to last forever. And it's like, like exactly. You, he says, you read it once, you go, what the fuck? Like, what, what is That's not this? what that means. There's no way that's what that meant. But then you are told that a thousand times. So, you know, uh, all white people are basically racist. The first time you hear that, you go, what the fuck are you talking about? But then you hear it a thousand times and it just becomes part of the, the, yes. the understanding of yes. the world that's just in people's head. And then right. you go on a generation and then the collective understanding of reality for everybody can be totally shifted into yes. a totally We've been different, really re- on and like a literal, recently. I, I, this is like, if I were a sociologist or even a, probably a philosopher, because I could have been that if I just would have gone to like 10 more years of school for philosophy, this would be, wouldn't Some be the propaganda. only thing. Yeah. Just a long time. This wouldn't have been the only thing that I focus on, but it would be definitely, it's one of the most interesting things to me. And, and any class that allowed this kind of thought, I was obsessed with it. Like even, and we had a like some kind of cultural study type thing. I don't even remember what it's called, but some, I had to take it. And we had to do a little project like this. And he was like, oh, just think about it kind of like this way. And I got totally wrapped up in it. And every time I'm told to think about this, I come to the conclusion that like, this is everything like th- because it is kind of is what your reality. It's like what, is reality like it's the fabric yes. of reality
0: in the minds exactly. of exactly no i think this is yeah when you start really like hearing what jordan peterson has to say sometimes you're like when he's like no you don't have an option but to believe and then it's really consequential what those beliefs are because you start acting in the world based on all these presuppositions that you have about who you are, what the world is, what's meaningful, what's real, what matters. And yeah. I think you just you have a whole generation of people. I mean, this is like you just you are told things since you you know go to school, you grow up, and then you just start operating in the world as if all these things are true. and I feel like this is what, yeah, like I feel like a full blown existential crisis is is when you're like, oh my God, like, maybe nothing that I was told is real and I have been sold all these lies and it's not just me that's been sold all these lies, everyone's been sold all these lies and then you're like, then it becomes really heavy existential dread where you're like, it's not just that I don't know what's real, it's that no one knows what's real and we're all acting as if this fantasy world is real and then you become like, what's the point of being alive? Like, why are we all here for this if nothing is real and we're all acting in this weird dreamscape as if that's the real world. I mean, it's totally Matrix-level shit in your life. It's just, what is going on? Yeah,
2: and to bring it back to what we were talking about a minute ago, I think actually both Sam Harris and
0: Russell, Russell Brand.
2: Brand were, they were talk, speaking about what they were speaking about from the same place. And it's that underlying feeling. I don't know if they were articulating the the thing but they were articulating something that was, I think, driven by the underlying subconscious realization, at least in their case, that that's how, that that's what's going on. Like Sam is going, people are believing crazy things, is making them have a worldview that's absolutely insane. And then Russell Peters, or Russell Peters, Russell Brand <laughs> is, as a comedian, is, you know, coming at that same kind of notion just from this totally different yeah. place. But it's both of them, I think, are driven by, and I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. But I think that, like, it's it's really difficult to fix a problem you don't know exists because you're, you know what I mean. Even if you know yes. something's broken, but you don't know what's broken. Like it happens in cars a lot of times when your car's not working or your whatever you're working on or whatever thing it is, you don't know exactly what's going on. It's sometimes it's just you hear a tick, 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 or a knock, 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 or the engine light comes on or something, and you go, I don't know what this is. And if you know how to work on cars a little bit, sometimes even still you don't know what it is, and it's like, I could just start replacing? Like, what do I fix? you? That's the question. That's what always hangs me up. I go, I don't know what's wrong. Something is wrong, and it's probably in this system here, in this corner of the you know, it's in the gas, the fuel system or the intake system or something. But I just don't know where, where, I don't know what to fix. I think that's metaphorically like that's what's going on with a lot of people. That's just going on with people that feel like more so nowadays, you know, people are saying like people are starting to feel it. They notice something's wrong. It all feels messed up. Uh, What's going on? It's like, this is what's going on. Like the, you're in such a state you've been put in such an intense state of cognitive dissonance which is basically a, a simple definition is like where you believe two contradicting things you're presented with two contradicting things and your brain doesn't like that so you kind of you fix that by oftentimes it's like the common example is like you know smoking's bad but you keep smoking so you kind of have to tell yourself you have to kind of change your beliefs a little bit like i it's not as big a risk as they say it is, you know, it won't happen to me or whatever, you know, it's, you, you couch your whole reality in a new terms. More lies to fix the lies. You don't know if they're lies or not. It could be true. It might, smoking might not not. be as bad as, as they say it is. Maybe they hype it up. You know what I mean? You don't, I don't know. I kind of think they do. That's just my belief. You know, I don't smoke anymore, but I used to, and I want to, and I'm like, I think they, I think it's kind of a little overblown. I don't think it's good. I think it can be problematic. I think you should probably smoke organic if you can't. You know what I mean? I tell myself these things. But that's what you do. And right. I think that we're just in that place right now, which is why so many people, because two different realities, like so you, and it happens sometimes worse than others. Like it can be on a micro scale where it's like houses have doubled in price in the past two years. And you know that and you say you're in a fucked up place or groceries cost way more. And then you're a a Democrat, let's say, and you hear the TV and all the people that know things that you don't know because you're just a dumbass and they know everything because they talk funny. And they tell you that Biden's been great for the economy. Things have really honestly, to be honest, a little bit of a lull we had COVID to deal with, but it's kind of never been better than than this. I mean, this is like a Bidenomics. It's amazing. And I think it's the, the contrast becoming so stark with what some, whether it's between what your your own eyes and ears are telling you your own experience versus what you're being told or, or something like something that real, you know, is happening where it's like, it's not, I think that the natural impulse when the scale is like that is to actually go with your, your eyes and your, you know, your mm-hmm. actual experience and, it gets people in this vulner vulnerable not in a bad way vulnerable place like wait are things is there something I'm missing and then you this is the time where you can go have you ever heard about a conspiracy about jet fuel not melting steel beams and then people are like oh tell me wait what you know or you know the COVID thing people a lot of people, you hear it all the time. Oh, a lot of people woke up during COVID. A lot of people are really getting skeptical about Biden. Even Democrats don't know if Biden's the right guy. All the things are all up in the air. Oh, the economy might crash. Is it inflation? Is it here to stay? Is it going to go? Oh, we don't know. You know, it's like, that's putting people in a weird place. Yeah. It's like a a scientific reason. I mean, not scientific, it's not by nature scientific, but like we actually have pretty sound science to explain these this feeling that people are having yeah, and the behavior of people.
0: I feel like you get these other problems too. So one of the things that I was thinking when I'm listening to Sam Harris was like, well, some of the things can still say that like, oh, we can't operate in this space with all this misinformation. Like we can't, like kind of the point you're saying, it's like we just can't have it all be operating in a state of cognitive dissonance where we just have contradictory information. There's just no resolution for it. We don't even bother to resolve it. Um, And I think, yeah, that is true. But one of the premises there is like in a society like ours, though, which is like the paradigm that that claim is nested in, It's just like we have this global society that's media based and like online and digital where these are the kinds of facts that really matter, like the kinds of things. That's why I get at like the, you know, the like the earth is flat. And I'm like, yeah, like that's not true, but in some sense, it's like I don't even know that those are the kinds of claims that really we're talking about, like that matter in the sense of like we are not like we don't understand reality, you know, like the existential like we've been lied to. Maybe reality is different than what you think it is Um beyond semantics. Like it's not just uh, you're like what is reality? It matter, that's just a concept, you know, like, reality is whoop, 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 you know, yeah, like, whoop, that's whoop, the whoop, kind whoop, of whoop, stuff. Whoop. And I feel like you sound crazy when you start saying that. And someone like Sam Harris would be like, well, come on now, like, you can't really think that the earth being flat is inconsequential belief. And I'm like, yes, I understand that. But it's like, there are other more consequential things, I think, to believe than something as like material, literally material as that. And like, I think, yeah, there's You know, like, what do you think, do you think that there's morality? You know, like, is there moral truth? And I think that that's, like, a consequential belief. Like, is there good and evil at all? Is there, you know, like, I don't know. No. Yeah. (laughs) I know, and I think you get lost. It's, like, taxing because, again, where do you start? Where do you start down that road? Because it's, uh... I mean you don't even have – this is – I feel like we're in like the Tower of Babel times or whatever. Like our semantic landscape has become so complex and so convoluted that the tools that you use to discern your reality, language and thoughts and thinking have been so muddied by – Society and culture over time, like stories that people have told, the way concept has developed and transformed, and language has been shaped, and now we have hundreds of thousands of words. You know, new words being invented all the time. It's like, but that's your window, that's your tool into reality for most people. If you're just thinking about really, if you think that the way to get to truth is thinking, well, thinking has really been muddled up by language and how convoluted our linguistic system is. And so then I think, well, their point is like, well, you got to meditate. You like try to you know, get back to something pre-linguistic. Like what what was the thing that people were describing, the experiences that people were having that led to the formation of language? We have to get back to those. And I, yeah, I don't know that you even have a language to begin talking about that. And I think that's why there's so much confusion in that conversation too between Sam Harris and Russell Brand because again, you're like confused by the linguists. Like what I said earlier, it's like what even are we talking about? I think we're, you're both saying religion, but I think you're actually talking about two different things. I think what Russell means when he says religion is very different than what Sam says when he means religion. I think they're both right, honestly. Yeah, I think they are. And I I think there's a, a,
2: a direction, you know, that like Russell Brand takes. It's just more. I mentioned in the previous episode, two episodes ago, the one where I was depressed or something, Um I said the tribal people kind of remind me of cats, you know? And do you remember that?
0: Maybe. Because Keep when going, the cats, no.
2: when the cat and the, and I got all these cats running around our house. And so I can observe them. And when they're sleepy, they sleep. When it's hot, they go to the shade, you know, and they are bored. They play with the stick, or, you know, whatever. They just kind of chill. And um, what I'm saying is, for a cat versus a person which is the context of that conversation we're different and but there's something similar and the similar thing is i think that cats have a nature this is a very greek philosophy kind of notion well people have a nature too and I think that it's highly manipulated. I mean, that that's admitted, even just to the social media companies, which are massively influential on people's psyche, which is which is admitted that that's the whole goal. A lot of times, the way that they program that stuff is to play on that. So there's certain things within our nature that are being primed and used against us, but there's competing things within our nature, which is just to like live we we already have like we've talked about before we already have to know we're going to die whether mm-hmm. from old age or something catastrophic we already know that's going to happen so can't we just chill like can't we just like have the like again greek philosophy live the good life is whatever that means like as much as that what that means to each individual person and everything we talk about that like div- drives this country absolutely bananas or the world bananas is all this bullshit that is like, of course we're never going to all agree on everything, but it's all these fucking things. It's like all we talk about are like the most difficult philosophical yes. fringe bullshit cases of fucking trans people are dumbasses. But you know, what about, only when they want to play sports; otherwise, just live and let live. I mean, but what? Shut the. Why are we? It's like yes, we do this it all the time. It's, it's like, like those just are talking. just semantic
0: things, and it's like in yes. the paradigm that we're in. It's like that you have to recognize that's like the meta point. It's like that that literally is inconsequential. Like that is just semantics, and you don't even know what it's. That
2: ru- means. It's literally ruining <laughs> your life. It's ruining everyone's life, and it sucks because I don't know how to address it either. Like I want to say, like, just fuck off with your climate change bullshit. Like, let's just stop talking about that and not worry. But there's all, the problem is it's too late now. Like there's already all these people that believe that. And I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong. That's the whole problem. But this is definitely a major problem. And this is a tension. It's so fundamental. Like the more authoritarian your society becomes, the more all that shit matters. Because, it's not just a conversation. It's not just ideas. Now it becomes laws and legislations and, and all of that is coercion. Exactly. It makes it forces you to act. And that's the problem. And or it forces you not to act. You know, it's like we talked about this with the cake thing. Do I have the right to say things or not to, to not be compelled to say things? You know, that kind of thing. And it's like like whether it's fucking whether it's pronouns, ideas you don't want to put on a cake, on a t-shirt, it doesn't matter. And it's just so crazy because it's again for me. I think that the solution to a lot of this is just like you have to. We really do. It's so important. I could go on about this book, but I won't. But like, it's so important to stop listening to all that bullshit. And I, if you want to hear it, fucking hear it. But you have to use your, 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 your senses, your mind, your eyes, your ears, your own, literally your experience. And the, that right. overt, that like gets around some of the bullshit, like the whole, well, now we now yeah. that we all know that COVID's bullshit and some fake ass thing that was ne- whatever it was, it wasn't what they said it was. So who fucking knows? It must just be like a bad cold. We don't, if anything, you know what I mean? Like it's, it was nothing. And, yeah. and, the, but the way that we all got on board was, was TV shit it was literally, it was like, we're all gonna die. Everyone you know is dying. I mean, look at these videos of Chinese people being yes. welded in their house in the world. And you go outside, but it's like if you just would turn that shit off and just go outside, everything was the same. Nothing was like they were saying it was. Nothing, and everything that was different was from fucking TV. It was the little arrows because down of the what they were saying because yes. of the things they said, not reality. What was being said. So there's like. You can only walk this yes. way down the grocery aisle, all this shit, the fucking dots on the ground to stand this far apart, and the new video cameras and shit everywhere, everyone's wearing masks. So those ma- that's why those masks by the way were such a big fucking deal. Had nothing to do with anything except for to make it real. We have to fucking make this thing real. So w- when you would right. see everyone with the mask, it actually touched your real life and that is a massive theme of this book, this propaganda book, how important it is for there to be a personal Touch a, a an actual thing you experience. It can't be just word, just abstract. Yeah.
0: Well, it's you so have interesting because that action. Chinese guy was saying was like, I mean, that's what we have is like reality is being pre-packaged for you. Like everything has been pre-interpreted for you. Reality, we're telling you what reality means, how to interpret it, and that's just being handed to you. That's what the news is. That's what you know, religion is in some like superficial sense, like narratives and stories. And so I think, yeah, you have to if you really want to dig at what's real, then you have to unpack those things and you can't just take them at face value And the way that like you were talking about COVID. I mean, it's like, well, we've already decided like this is what's happening. Here's the narrative for what's going on in your life. And then that becomes made manifest almost. And it's like, you make it real. Like, well, now we're acting as if that were true. Like we're all wearing the masks and we're all doing the COVID like lockdowns and having yeah, the vaccine. The big pharmaceutical
2: companies yeah. literally made, they literally got, I mean, it was so real for them. They got billions and billions and billions of dollars. Like it was really real. We really made it happen for them. Thank God we did that for them. <laughs> Thank. I goodness. mean, yeah. my favorite restaurants of privately owned restaurants by local restaurant owners are all closed. But thank God Pfizer made fifty gajillion dollars and that's excellent. I'm so happy. And yeah. now it's just yeah. So I mean, yeah, no. it's just it's all stories. That that's the whole answer, I think, is like like Well, we're so have...
0: susceptible in the age of information or whatever. And that's I think the point they made in that book too that you brought up, which is so interesting. It's like you're more susceptible in to propaganda the more information that you have to deal with because of like literally, it's almost like a processing constraint. Like you just can't. That's actually literally. Think about then, no, that everything. is
2: exactly what it is. He says that about not just that fact, but all that, that. Basically, that there can't really be a relaxing of the propaganda at all. It has to occupy all the time, like all the time of your mental basically focus, like of amount what you can process capacity wise, and it's not like. I mean, they are, mm. they quote unquote, they are working 24 seven to do that. But even if they didn't exist, like the propaganda that is used just generally anyways, would create that necessity. It, You know what I mean? Like that's the meta way that he kind of looks at it is that like once, once you, once kind of like once pops fun, don't stop. Like you just have oh to keep, God. it has wow. to keep going, you know, like you can't. That's how it... Like your drug dealer wants to
0: get you addicted because then you're a better customer. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And then the drug dealer doesn't realize that he's addicted to selling drugs. Like that's the other... You know what I mean? Like he he relies on that. Everyone
0: forgets at some point. Yeah. What's going on?
2: Yeah. It just becomes... It becomes integrated into reality itself. Our whole system requires it in a way. And... That's what I was saying about the totalitarianism or the whatever. The more you do that, the more you have to get people to act and the more conflict you're going to have. And that's just where it's in a crazy place of conflict. And I think that when you think about it that way, you go, wow, that's interesting. Something's going on. Or what a fantastic coincidence the world's come. that You know, this is where we are now. You know, what a crazy, like, it becomes a coincidence like a weird coincidence that Biden's the president. Like, what a strange thing to have this like literally senile person. There's no idea that has that appears. To, I mean, maybe, but I mean, he appears to have absolutely no idea what's going on ever. Where when he's standing at a, de- at a thing, I mean, it just he doesn't appear to have any wits about him. And it's like, wow, that's so. That's the leader of the free Is world. That a purpose? Like, like, how did that happen? Like, how? What a coincidence! Like, that's so interesting that that everything would be this bad, and it's like, but for propaganda purposes or for, it's perfect.
0: It's yeah. excellent. It's the best case. No, scenario. I'm so susceptible to like the. I really think there's something true about like we need to elevate the consciousness of the world. Like when people said that back in the day, I'm like, yes. Like we literally, that's such a deep point to me. It's like you, we literally don't know. But the, what and we're that doing. message has been co opted like, a million
2: times in. over. Now that's the same message. Now that's the message been adopted by like environmentalism, Burning and,
0: Man. Like, yeah.
2: That I mean, it's been a thousand self help books. It's been bullshit. Like, uh, Deepak Chopra, the the new, the, what's that other book? The Power of Now guy. He wrote some like new world so book. I mean, it's all, it's all this stuff. And it's like, that's not how you do it. That's not how that works. It's not like that. You know, it's like everything gets that way though. Like everything gets co-opted. And I think I'm going to rewatch that movie, Cool Hand Luke, because it really made me think that in a way, but it's not about that at all. But it's like, I saw that Cool Hand Luke which is a very famous movie as like this al- almost like whether I don't know if I interpreted it based on me thinking just about the story but or about the story and that it was written like by who wrote it but like mm-hmm. that it was this like str- ideal the ideal like conceptual struggle of like how do you be original or like your own person or like a real individual you know like not following you know just doing your own thing really like can you like it was just such a conceptual struggle about that in my mind and
0: 100 well can I just interject this one thing about yeah, you please. said at the beginning which I've been thinking about which is commoditization and that's like the kind I think we live in like a commoditizing society and everything is commoditized and people say that like superficially but I'm like we don't even know like we literally can't recognize what that means because we haven't encountered a world where that is not the case. Like you all are just born into this. And so it become you almost are blind to it. Like the matrix, like you're literally, like you don't even know that the matrix is real. You have to be pulled out of it to realize what you're a part of. And that I think is the state of things. It's like, you're so deeply embedded in a way of being, in a way of society, that you don't even – you cannot even recognize it almost because it's all you've known. And so I feel like that – and one of the things that's so true about ourselves, like commoditization, like the commoditization of things, like even is like commoditized Like people are oh like the God. same, you know?
2: Exactly. No, I, we watched a show – and I looked up the person from the show from, like we watched a few years ago. It was like a reality show or something like love is blind or I don't know, some bullshit. <laughs> some And good I show. looked up this person and they're, it literally every single post is basically an, an advertisement. I could tell some of them literally said it was, but they were like, there was everything was like, it yeah. was like it. about the outfit or about a message or about something. And it was just so, I mean, it's so surreal. It's like, I can't believe this is I literally was like I, this is people's real lives like they are not like even Kim was like said it's like she's not even a person and I'm like she's not Yeah. like she's a, she's an advertisement like she's literally the, the literally the definition of sold out like you sold yourself all they, sold your, your whole soul presence to the devil. your whole presence is just You're monetizing yourself. That's what being an influencer is.
0: Yes, like the self. That's such an interesting way to put it. The self is literally being monetized. Like The ego has been commoditized. Your whole person. Yes. When the ego is like, I mean, Jung thought about the ego as like, that's the totality of everything you're conscious of. Everything that you attach the word I to and experience I through and with, that's ego. And that that whole thing, like all of your consciousness has been commoditized and that that's a weird state to be in. It's like how – can that's like why you need to elevate the consciousness because it's like you don't even know that whole entirety of what you're conscious of has been consumed by this way of living. And that's deeply, yeah, troubling to me. And I think that's what people are sensing or whatever. I think people have like an intuitive understanding of that. But I don't know that we – know what to do about it and I don't know that we even know like because I mean what is you really do have to take a leap of faith because what does it look like to not be like that you're really stepping into the unknown you it's like you would have to be reborn literally in some sense like some new outside the matrix society like where you don't even have eyes to see you've never seen the real world before you never used your real eyes you are a baby you know in some sense
2: yeah well it's like two things one is the red pill analogy is so good because like you have to take the red pill, like you have to take it and it changes everything. Or you could just wake up tomorrow and believe whatever you want to believe. That's the blue pill. You can wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah. Or you could take the red pill and I, show you, and I think that when you take the red pill, what that means nowadays is like you actually have to say this, I see reality. I see what is being presented to me as real. But I'm going to kind of not buy it, any of it. I don't buy any of it. And that's a perfect analogy of kind of like uh, what I think is like a fine way to do it. I don't think it's the ultimate reality. I mean.
0: Yeah. No, I feel like The Matrix is such a deep movie. And people intuit that because obviously like you even just have the artifact of The Matrix. Like someone made that. And I think that that's the kind of art and stuff you see too. like. I mean, the stuff that I've been seeing is so interesting, like symbolically, like you see that kind of stuff coming out now where it's like, oh my God, like it's so clear that it's on people's minds, like either subconsciously or consciously. It's like this content, like Oppenheimer, you're like, what are people talking about? Like this is wild, wild content.
2: Yes. The other point I was going to make is to go along with my red pill analogy or the red pill analogy is it, it's, it's our, it's, it's like we're addicted to our conceptual reality but it's it's Mm. like literally like an actual addiction we're like you can know about it you can know you're addicted to it even and then it's like how come we can't like not have our like the fact that we don't like just as like a general cultural thing like have like a a large amount of people that just like i don't do my cell phone like three days of the week like that just seems like it would be a normal like it just seems like that'd be a thing why not you know it, it, no because people are like addict they're literally addicted to it right and you can know that about yourself and be like but i i know i know it's a problem but i have i just whatever you know and so the blue pill i kind of think in that if you want to keep that analogy it's like you're already hooked on the blue pill you're hooked on buying the reality that's presented to you and you reject yeah. the red pill all the time because you really want – it's why it's so tough for people to even believe one thing, like one obvious conspiracy. Like we did not go to the moon. Like we did not – Like so for me, that's easy. I looked at the evidence and I was like, holy shit, that's so funny that I thought that was real for all those years. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> and then oh you tell that to somebody and they like they like put their hand in their neck and they like oh like hurts their back to think about it. And they're like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But like, I, I mean, I think I think jet fuel can turn steel and concrete into a fine white dust. I think that's real. It's like. That has that effect on people because. It threatens the whole
0: structure yes. of reality. Well, it's funny. It's like just that one little said, thing not like, being right. Yeah, she was like, What do you, what do these conspiracy people want? I don't know what they want from me. Like, what? Okay, it's not real. Like, and I feel like that, it's almost like you're just bothered. You're like, Can I just get on? You know, like, (laughs) but that's the whole point is like, these people are like, Look, you can't just get on with things. Okay, like, (laughs) this is not even legitimate. Like, like the phone thing, it's like you don't even have a good reason to keep using the phone, but you continue using the phone like an addict. And you don't even have a good reason, but you keep doing it anyway. And you're just getting on with things because that's how it goes. And I feel like that's the, yeah, that's the same thing. It's like you, you're almost like bothered because you just want to get on with things. And it, I understand the cynicism of like, well, I'm just, you know, that's obviously unproductive to be cynical and whatnot. But I also think it's like, but you also are looking for other people to take that leap of faith with you to step out into something unknown because you really don't. No,
3: like really,
0: like, I think yeah. we're all kind of scared collectively individually that what what is the real world like and I don't know that I could embark on that alone well you're also like the person offering you the
2: red pill you're like I don't know you people but if I wake up tomorrow I take the blue pill and I wake up in my bed and I, be- I get to believe what well what I want to believe whatever I want to believe and these are all my friends and they're real and my work is is good it's a job and it's important and everything and you Descartes did this thing and I heard it explained this way one time this is a good explanation so when he came up with I think therefore I am that was kind of this like thought experiment and I heard it described one time as like having like a basket of something and you dump it all out but what people don't so when they know a little bit about that thought experiment they think that Descartes was like crazy like you have to believe some things because reality and like yeah oh, by the way Descartes figured that out too like you have to believe <laughs> that the ground the ground is going to is solid and will hold you up you know like there are true things but it so it's and he and Descartes believed that to do philosophy you had to take <clears throat> personal time basically like PTO like you had to take some personal time go somewhere, be secluded and get deep into thought and really spend that's some time so doing that. And he, that's just what he thought you had to do. So, but so when you are presented with, even with Descartes thoughts, the short, too long didn't read version is, yeah, he just thought you demons were creating reality. And you couldn't believe anything ever. And so that's just not good philosophy. Next, next problem. I, I mean, I got to go to work soon. You know, it's like, that's the reaction you'll get. And, and that's not even true. Even in this reality, that's not what he said. You know, it's like much more than that. So that's
0: so true. I took that time off recently. I took a week off and went to the Tetons, Grand Teton National Park, which is like this rural area. And uh, yeah, I mean, once you get out of a big city like we live in Austin, like there, it was noticeable. Like the mental clarity you begin to feel and like you don't even realize how wild your conscious experience is, um, like how busy it is with just nonsense in a city. And then two, like how many things just fade away is like completely insignificant. Like you could almost it's like a dream, like waking up from like that's a good metaphor <laughs> for the Matrix. You know, it's like literally like you don't even remember what your job was in the fake world, like in the digital world. Like what what did I do at that corporation you know when neo worked what was his job you don't even remember you're like i don't even know i don't those things could not have happened at all it would not matter one bit in the final yeah, scheme can, of things yeah. they become completely inconsequential
2: and some things don't you know like some things don't your family isn't part is probably something gets put right back in the basket you know like what's in, it's kind of just like what's important what's real like what are we doing here you know And sometimes you do need a little bit of physical evidence, you know. You need a RFK to write the book, The Real Anthony Fauci. You need to read it and you go, Okay, I get it now. He didn't do conspiracy, he just explained how the thing could be real and I needed that to understand and believe it, and now I get it. And that makes sense. And it's kind of like putting it's like, okay, I took some stuff out of the basket momentarily and now I know what to put back in. Like some of this stuff is real. Some of this stuff is bullshit and it's a scam. And now that I've had it this way, of course it is. Now I get, of course it is. Why did I, why was I so afraid of that? Of course, that's how it works. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) I just putting all these chemicals in my body all the time, just thinking that nobody's ever thought of anything except for my best case scenario for me personally. Like what kind of idiot, you know, you just, you figure things out. And I think I'm just like hoping to God It's one of the reasons why I feel like if RFK is real, that's exactly why we need somebody like that. If he's even real, if I mean, if he's like, if he's be fake too. If he's legit at all, like he's not an op, it's like, yeah, that would be so good for the country if the, especially if the media could keep their wits about them, because it's like, just his interviews at least, you're just like, oh my god, a real person. I don't even care what you want to do. If you're real, then do it. Just whatever you want. My guns, take them. Not really, but you know what I mean. It's just like they would just I'm like so any,
0: terrified of the alternative.
2: Yes, any sign that like there's even a possibility that things don't have to keep like breaking the sound barrier down into the pits of hell right now. You know, I feel like that's just where yes. people are, and they just well, don't well, I would want, tolerate.
0: Like, imperfection if i felt exactly. that it was real it's like it doesn't have to be perfect and i think that that's i was going to say this earlier is like when people like we these young people so idealistic you know it's never going to work not practical but i think that's like a mischaracterization of what's going on i think that the young people are tapped into something real often And it's not that it's idealistic. I mean it does come across that way. I think it's just like – but they're just wanting something real. They don't really want it to be perfect. I mean some of them do have delusions of like perfection and utilitarian utopia. But I think really the craving there is just for something authentic. Like could we just have a leader who like I actually think that they think what they're saying. Like actually believe it. Like that was a thought that they actually just had. But no, and and I would be okay with that. I would be like, you know what? I don't agree with you. But I do believe that you actually just thought that. Which should be refreshing. (laughs) It would be refreshing.
2: (laughs) It would be great. For once. Yeah, like you, like, that's why those podcasts, I think, are so influential on me. I'm like, oh, my God, a real person. He's talking. Oh, my God. What if the president was real? What if he was just a human instead of whatever these other people are that I have no absolutely zero feeling of
0: like similarity between me and what they are? And it's so dark. You get to that point. Because I
2: know what people are.
0: Yes. You get to that point where you're like, what is it then? Like, if they're not people, what are they? And. You do start to, like, I'm, like, almost on the point where I'm, like, those are lizard people. Like, not, like, literally, Literally. but, like, metaphorically, yes, they are. Because what is that? What are they saying if they're not thinking it? Where is it coming from? Yeah. I'm,
2: yeah, 100%. 100%, as the kids say.
0: Anyway, anyway, this has been long. we got to go. We're tired. We've probably tired you. Dear oh listener, yes, for sure. Dear five listeners, one listener, whoever listens. Nobody. Anyway, which is fine. Nobody, that's fine. It's for me. It's for you. It's for us. I'm glad
2: we got this off our chest.
0: <laughs> and and.
2: and...